get right into it. All right. Make sure that I'm rolling here. All right, everybody. My next guest is this self-proclaimed stupid funny comedian you and your grandma will love. His new album of prank calls called Do Not Call List Volume 1 will be available on December 18th. So here he is, folks, the one and only Mike Salona. Mike, how's it going, my friend? How you doing, man? Man, I am doing good. I'm surviving uh, COVID lockdown as good as I can. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get back to neutral. Like, I, I have no ego here. It's not going the best. It's not going the worst. Yeah. What about you? You seem you're all right. There's a shark next to your head. Yeah, I got, that... I got the shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just, you know, getting through COVID part two here as we get into winter and everything's locking down again. And, um, you know, just trying to get through it, hoping the vaccines work. Uh, you know, Cuomo wants to cancel Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, it. um there's so many feelings about it and I'm just trying it's depressing because my favorite time of the of the holiday is Christmas cards, but I'm writing so many less because so many people are dying. It's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saving on postage, but it's sad. Yeah, it, is, it is sad times and that does put a damper on the holiday spirit, you know, yeah. and, when everyone's just dying everywhere um, yeah. of the COVID. But uh, but no, I mean, you know, it, it's just crazy times. The whole year has been crazy. And, um, you know, here we are now in the holiday. Are you a big holiday guy? Uh, you, you got kids, you got a family. Is this a big time of year for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I love the holidays. I, I mean, my favorite is probably Fourth of July or, you know, um, Halloween. Uh, my wife, I think women in general, they love Christmas more. Like, you know, the beginning of November, they start pulling out pumpkin spice, everything and putting on <laughs> Santa hats. Um, the biggest thing is I like the holidays and I've saved so much money this year, not buying matching pajamas for everyone. <laughs> it's like we're just we're just staying home. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just um, in the PJs all the time. Yeah. But the I would say this year, the, the reason why I'm more excited is because I'm saving money on not buying gifts for certain people because I'm not going to see them. You know, like like a lot of times we go to my parents like the night before Christmas and we stay there for a couple of days and they usually have a friend or two come by and it's like, oh, crap, I forgot. And uh, Judy's going to be here. Oh, here's a <laughs> bottle of wine that I take from like my parents. <laughs> you know, you're just yeah. making it up as you go. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And for the kids, you know, I don't know, take them to the mall and wait in line for five hours to have them take a picture with a high school dropout, you know, <laughs> I was just at the mall uh, recently out here on Long Island. And um, it was the first time this time of year where there was no line for Santa. He's just sitting there behind his plexiglass, <laughs> no line at all. And I'm, and I'm like, this is, this is nuts, man. This you is know? the year to book the Santa gig. There's no <laughs> one there. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, you probably get a long break because I mean, hazard pay or whatever. <laughs> And no one's like, no one's there. That's great. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. And, and it's it's sad. But but like, it's just a weird, weird, like time. And, and uh, you know, in the beginning of this in March, who would have figured that we would be here in Christmas time, uh, still yeah. kind of going through this chugging along. Um, but yeah, man. So are, are you now 
with the COVID, you've been working from home and doing everything. I mean, what's your life been like the last uh, nine months has it been already? Yeah. So that's, what's crazy. I mean, I went from someone that was in New York city every day, you know, being a stand-up comic and working in entertainment, you re- I rely on New York and I haven't been back since. And it's just like, um, it's like a bad breakup. Like I hear things about my ex and I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it, my day to day is gruelingly uh, mentally because I, I can't go out and do shows. I can't talk to people. You're the first non-relative I've talked to in months. So you're getting a Christmas card mailed out tomorrow. We're officially family. Nice. Um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a Mike Salona Christmas card. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's depressing. It literally, um, I can't do shows. And a lot of the times, like, I, I also work in television. Like, I write and uh, work for different networks. So I'm working from home, but, like, it doesn't feel... My world is 100% creative, you know, Um, and I feel so uncreative because everything I'm doing is at first in March, it was like, oh, we'll do something after COVID in a couple of weeks. And then it just kept going and you just keep slowly, you know, getting nowhere. And um, so working from home has been challenging. Plus, I have two kids, a four year old and a seven year old. There be uh, my wife is like teaching them from home, but she also she is a speech pathologist at a rehab center. So like every couple of days because she works part time, she's going in like wearing like hazmat suits because she works at a hospital. And it's just like, you know, it's scary to see that part. And then, you know, she'll come home and be like, oh, a patient died. How was your day? I'm like, well, someone didn't like my joke that I was trying to write. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, even on my worst day, I'm like, you know, I did a um, we filmed a sketch a couple of weeks ago and we all wore masks and like I feel like I still have like acne from it. I mean, it just puts it in perspective. You see these doctors and nurses that are wearing masks for months doing 16 hour shifts. And I'm like, but my sketch, I was uncomfortable. (laughs) My face is a little itchy. You start to get the priorities down of, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and it did bring a whole new light onto the healthcare workers and how important that they are on the front lines and the stuff. And, and, and to your point too, it, I think when we get through this, we're going to stop complaining about the little things. Cause we've just been through this and we're going to like appreciate, like, like you said, like just commuting to Manhattan every day was probably a pain in the ass. I, I, I was commuting into Manhattan yeah. as well, uh, for a while. And, and, um, now, like, I would just love just to sit on the train. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm from Pennsylvania. You know, I was born and raised, like, in the Hicks, kind of. And, like, every day, even taking the bus into the city, like, I would look, and I love the, the skyline. I love all the bridges and stuff. And it never got lost on me. But I think even more now, like you said, just to see that and just to see people. I, I'm due for a good hug. <laughs> Next time you're in Manhattan, after this is done, go through Times Square and give uh, one of those dirty Elmos a, a big hug. <laughs> oh, Dominican Spider-Man smoking yeah. a cigarette? Okay, all right. Yeah. That's when you know it's safe. You know, That's you how be- COVID started. I mean, <laughs> someone hugged a street performer. Yeah. Dora the Explorer, Asian Dora the Explorer, <laughs> stabbed someone 
and then there is an outbreak. That's a, that's a, that's a great theory that I think that's could possibly be what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got to one of those, um, you know, like you said, the Dominican Spider-Man uh, and they're, they're all went haywire from there. Dude, I've never seen like because, you know, Times Square is literally the middle of New York. So anywhere you go for comedy, you have to kind of go through it. And every time it's like that scene in uh, Endgame where they're like, Avengers assemble. But it's always, yeah, it's like Dominican Iron Man. And he's like, yo, you want a picture? And then the, you're all like, what? I The one time I took my kids into the city to like hang out and kind of do touristy stuff. And literally we took a picture with, because I was like, oh, let's take a picture. It, it's more for myself because it's funny. Right, they yeah. look nothing like their characters. <laughs> and literally, um, I didn't realize you have to pay each person. They don't work together. It's like an individual company. I don't even know I if it's a company. I paid the one guy like, no, not at all. I was trying to be kind. <laughs> oh. I gave the guy $5. And literally, they're like, all right, what about me? And I was like, well, no, I gave you all five bucks. Like, that's for you guys. <laughs> yeah, split it, like, no, we don't work together. I was like, I go, well, you got to talk to Iron Man. <laughs> He's the one who got the money, Tony Stark. I, I uh, the last time I was through Times Square uh, was actually the last time I went through Times Square was about a year ago. It was in, around Christmas time, and um, I I gave a, 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 one of the street performers five dollars, and um, she couldn't speak. I don't know if you saw her. She's kind of I guess relatively famous in there. She just goes ah, 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 and she sings songs, <laughs> and so um, and I will play that right now for you, not right this second, but you will see it when you watch That's the interview great. back <laughs> but uh but yeah man and now you look at times square and it's empty it's like a ghost town the only people that yeah. are literally walking around are those people the elmos is still there the spider-man is still there the the statue of liberty on stilts is still walking around but <laughs> the there's very how about the guy just painted white, like completely white, standing straight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the you see the guy? Or whatever. How about the guy the dressed as a baby? Have you seen the baby? Oh, He's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that freaky, that thing's creepy, man. That, those are the people, like, right now, everyone is arguing about, like, things getting shut down. I think we need to start a GoFundMe for the baby, the Dominican <laughs> Iron Man. We should. <laughs> yeah, Dude, those. That, that, they're making no money right now. Yeah, they're definitely not not bringing it in the way they used to. They're approaching first responders right now being like, hey, you guys got a dollar for a picture <laughs> with. <laughs> I know you're busy right now, but uh, look, yeah. me and Transformer, we'll take a picture of you. <laughs> Optimus Prime over here. And this is their big season, too. This is when they, you know, yeah. they get the crowds. I mean, even the tree and Rockefeller tree is hurting, man. Even that was sketchy. I feel like um, it's it's unfathomable that New York is this uh, hurt. Like I I I never could have imagined it. Me I either. mean, it's easy to to joke about though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. But like, if I would have told you five years ago, or even a year ago, hey man, there's going to be this virus that's going to shut down every city in the world including Manhattan, you would have been like, you know, come on, was this like some kind of sci-fi film? Yeah. There's no Starting way. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> I got to save New York. Yeah. <laughs> she's up against the clock. She has yeah. the, the, she's going to get the vaccine or the antidote. <laughs> In a needle. <laughs> she snorts the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, right. The only person who has the vaccine is Lindsay Lohan, who uh, who can't help but just fiend out and has to take it all. (laughs) There's none for the rest of us. Uh, (laughs) That's great. But uh, but dude, man, I've been watching a lot of your stuff on uh, on YouTube and I'm, I'm digging it, man. I went I went back and, and watched um, the little fat kid that could the little documentary type of thing you did when you. Uh, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that was good. My man. Day. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it, it showcased a lot of 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 your expertise, like you went out there, hit man on the street uh you did that kind of stuff but then you also fought for, for those of you I, I urge everybody just to watch your stuff because it, it, you have a lot of funny stuff on there but the little fat kid that could is like a kind of like a little docuseries piece where you uh actually fight a ufc uh fighter a trained uh mma guy and um it sounds insane when you say it out loud <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and you uh you went at it with them and um you That's did your best, nice man. Saying it. Yeah, you got him. You, what, 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 was it a hip roll? You rolled him, and uh, yeah, you know I, I'm a pretty big deal when it comes pound for pound fighting. Uh, um, no, I I appreciate it because I feel like I put a lot of content out there. Like I do stand up, but I I put a lot of work into content. So the little fat kid that could started like ten years ago, and um, it was when my wife and I were uh, looking to have kids. And I was like, all right, well, I got to start my bucket list. Right. <laughs> so I started like, what do I want to do? What are some weird things I want to do? So um, I never got into a fight. Like I grew up Italian. So like, you know, my mom would box me and stuff and beat the crap out of me. Hit me with every <laughs> syllable. They're press on nails. But like, you know, I never got decked in the face. I mean, I have an older brother, but like we would wrestle and like hit each other, but not like I'm at the bar and or, you know, someone bumps into me and I got to throw down like it was like I've never gotten never got like decked in the face by a stranger. Right. Um, right. So I um, I started putting feelers online and just a lot of aggressive dudes were like, dude, I'll fuck you up. I'll fight. <laughs> and I was like, ah, no. So um, at the time, I I uh, one of my buddies who's like a really good graphic designer, he was also training people in uh, mixed martial arts and i was like do you have someone that's like really good but like wouldn't uh try to kill me and like would really spar with me and (laughs) if i accidentally like fell or did something to him he wouldn't retaliate by breaking my neck (laughs) and he was like definitely so this guy is like six foot five like 250 he looks like a modern day Apollo Creed. And that's a good segue into Rocky because, you know, I'm Italian. Obviously, I look like a meatball, but like, and you're from Pennsylvania. I was raised, yeah. you know, you got the Bible and you got Rocky. Yeah. Like they're very parallel. You know, they're both uh, racist and <laughs> um, they're both pro Italian uh, Christian. So, um, yeah. So a lot. A lot of the documentary I made is about like Rocky and just sticking to it. We did like montage, the training montage in the snow, like yeah, Rocky yeah. Four. <laughs> but then, yeah, at the end of the day, like I can joke and be goofy, but you know, getting punched in the face really humbles you. And I knew right off the bat that I was in for it when uh, I went to punch him first. I was like, if I just set the mo, the you know, the the tempo, because I I watch boxing. I know what you're supposed to do. It's right, just right. my vessel. <laughs> doesn't know 
Right. So like I hit him. I went to hit him and he smacked my hand away like nothing. And it hurt my hand really bad. <laughs> and that's, that's when, when I knew like, you were in trouble. Yeah, I was like, oh, if I just like keep throwing my arms, maybe he'll stay farther away. Because, you know, you watch boxing and you're like, keep your distance and just, you know, try to work it out. But um, then I started backing up because he just was coming at me like a freight train. And then my back hit the wall and I was like, I have nowhere to go. And it was just like, Duh. and he picked me up. I'm I like saw- 280. <laughs> he picks me up like like it's a pretzel. Dude, it, that was the scariest part when he picked me up like it was nothing. And my hand was throbbing because he smacked it. <laughs> yeah, because you you thought, too, that when you gave him the hip roll that you pissed him off and then. Uh, but, he, you know, he benched me, man. Yeah. So I wrestled in high school. I show in the documentary I had one win. Right. <laughs> and it was just another like delinquent fat kid that, you know, he probably had 50 losses as well. So it, to, honestly, this high school video I should put out on YouTube because it's two like doofy fat kids fighting to the death. And I, I just had a little more oomph that day. And and the best part is I had a wrestling singlet on and the middle or the crotch was ripped out. <laughs> so, you know, oh, typical dude. fat kid stuff. But it no, I'm glad you liked it because sometimes people will find that and be like, dude, I thought you just did stand up. They're like, I saw you fight this MMA fighter. Um, I, I like that you did that because even though, you know, you, you uh, lost the fight, there was an official judges right I mean, uh, <laughs> you know you, if you look at the cards you know the role was the role got you, me some points you got some points. yeah you weren't you, yeah you weren't blown away you weren't blown out yeah but he edged Did I have you to out. storm out and puke right away <laughs> that's for you to watch <laughs> right right but I, I will say that that um that it was the it was real like like at the end there when you're not feeling good and because you know you you, yeah. when, you know when you put that much into in, like when you work out if you if you're not used to working out you work out hard you're gonna get physically sick and throw up and all that stuff and uh and the room was like a hundred degrees because I guess that's how people work out in I'm like dude like yeah. I as soon as I walked in I was like this is a horrible idea. <laughs> When you're facing but off I've with done... them in the beginning, I could see a little bit that you were like, definitely wheels are spinning. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm about to throw these hands, bro. And then he caught the hands and giggled. And then it went. I mean, what's cool is that. So I, I'm glad you brought that up because the little fat kid that could. The problem was I was about to have a baby and I was like, there's something I could do by myself. But it was so many resources. So right. like. You know, the next one I did, I think there's only two episodes. The next episode, I freestyle battle someone at uh, West 4th Street basketball uh, courts in Manhattan. And uh, yeah, I tried to freestyle battle and this rapper called me a dyke and it was awkward for everyone. And then I lost. (laughs) (laughs) You got to put is that one up there. I didn't see that one. It might be on there. I got to check. But uh, I wanted yeah. to do a bunch of things because I'm big into doing things I've never done before. Yeah. So um, I actually on like TikTok and Instagram, I since COVID, I started skateboarding, you know, because I'm in my late 30s and overweight. Why not try something fun? But I think that's cool. And I'm, and I'm glad that you have more of these because I thought that was the only I thought it was like a one and done. And I was going to suggest that you, you do some more uh, because yeah. I, I think they're inspiring in a way, even sometimes look. Like with the fight, sometimes you don't have to win to win still because um, you you win in your your own self. The you know, I did yeah. it. 
that kind of thing. I, now I could say I, I got in the ring with an MMA fighter and held my own. And you're being so kind. Yeah, but I think this there's, there's still something to that, to overcoming yeah. an obstacle. And and you know, for you, you know, look, you know, you, here you are, self-proclaimed little fat guy that could uh, taking on this big this big dude. Uh, professional fighter and you, you yeah. got through it and i think that's good even with the rap battling and whatever else you 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 did i think that's cool i think you should continue uh challenging yourself and off the record i think he you know it, he was juicing so it wasn't a fair <laughs> fight i mean if if we want to go to the, the legality of it and and do a p test and i went by D dq i'll take it there you, there you go uh, the, the, and the other one you had too you had the uh there was another video i saw that was good that was really good i was wondering if you did more of was the um in, in the car uh comedians in cars in the heat or whatever i forget what you oh, called it oh man so that that was uh the brainchild of boredom too so jerry seinfeld who's uh applied the most famous comic of all time has a series called comedians in cars getting coffee and uh, it's been duplicated, replicated, ripped off. And uh, I waited for it to be done by everyone and everything. And I said, you know what? I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. So we did comedians in hot cars eating calzones. Yes. So it was the middle of summer. We rolled the windows up. We turned it off. And uh, we ate calzones while it reached like 120 degrees inside a car. I was waiting to see you throw up again. I was like, at the end of every show, we'll see Mike throw up. The best way to lose weight. I mean, I'm trying to be a plus size model. So I really got to, you know, all models do that. So no, that was something else. That, that was probably harder than the fight. It looked uncomfortable. Like the, your guest, yeah. um, the, the comic that you had in there with you, man, he was struggling. Joe Fernandez. He, um, we actually wanted to do one in the winter where it's like in freezing cars, eating ice cream or something. But it, you know, it uh, just trying weird stuff like that. And then the reason why there wasn't more of those, because I wanted to do more is because your car genuinely just smells like food and dead Italians. Yeah, because of all the foods to eat in a hot car, too. The calzone with the cheese and the sauce. You guys are yeah. drinking, drinking the sauce right out of the cup. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. So it was, <laughs> dude, It uh, that was one of those things where, like, we did it in my driveway. And then afterwards, like, I walk in my house and my family's ashamed. You know, sometimes <laughs> you win, sometimes you lose. And then, like, then, you know, my wife's trying to take my car somewhere. And she's like, this ruined my day. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, well, I was thinking about that, too, when you got out of the car and your back was all sweaty. And and I was like, man, I wonder, you know, if that's the family car, if that's his own. I actually that <laughs> thought actually went through my mind. <laughs> well, the thing is, I um, it's just a small car that I use because, you know, being a comic, you're traveling a lot. So it literally I, I have a really small hatchback. It's like a little college girl car. Right. Yeah, you know, I can fit my bag in the back and like a PA system um, when I'm doing that type of tour. And um, so it's for like errands around town. It's just for gas. I get really good gas on it. So like, you know, if I'm watching the kids or whatever and my wife needs to run an errand, she hopped in the car and like she came back and she literally just said something like, can we try to keep 
the romance at all. And I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we're done. And I, I canceled the next episode, which uh, was eating hot dogs in the car. <laughs> that been... Yeah, I was like, all right, fine. I'll cancel it. Uh, it disappointing to your fans. I know. But uh, <laughs> um, so where are you now? Are you in Pennsylvania? Are you in New York? Where do you, where do you live? Uh, I live in New Jersey, right near the Meadowlands. Oh, so sweet. it's kind of the perfect. It's kind of suburbs, but close enough to the city. Um, and uh, it's close enough to Pennsylvania. And it's also um, right near the highway. So if I have gigs or whatever, I could just hop on with my little car that smells like calzones. <laughs> perfect, man. So uh, now just in time for the holiday season, your, your prank calls uh, album has now been released. Do not call volume one. Uh, tell us a little bit about this prank call album that you, you just released. So like anyone, uh, Italians, like I said, we like Rocky, the Bible, and even the Jerky Boys. Yeah. You know, I am a Jerky Boy fanatic. I remember, uh, I don't know if it's bad parenting, but my parents had the cassettes and we would listen to it. I, I remember being in like elementary school and like yeah. we would listen to it and like I'd go into school and be like, hey, rub a neck. And like my <laughs> teachers would be like, what? Because um, both my parent, both my parents are born and raised New Yorkers. But when I was a little kid, we moved to Pennsylvania to like this farm town. So my parents are like uh, displaced, like they're in the middle of like cowboys. And they're like, there's no freaking good meatballs. Over they're, there. they're like Joe Pesci from <laughs> and my cousin Vinny. <laughs> no. So my my dad is this little guy and my mom dresses like uh, Marissa Tomei. So she looks <laughs> Like th that couple every day I um, or not every day, like once a year, I'll take that picture and post it on my parents, Facebook and be like, I love my parents because they look like Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei. That's my mom awesome. is a, my mom is a hairdresser from Brooklyn. Wow. So yeah. like, she's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. So so the scene in my cousin Vinny where it's like these two youths, my parents are like, what? I don't get it. Everyone's yeah. making fun of it. <laughs> so. You know, when. We've been doing I've been doing prank calls since I was a kid. I remember um, we had like a little tape machine and my dad would call people and we would literally just prank them. And then he'd be like, all right, Mikey, you're up. And like we would go around the table and be like, all right, Pete, you're up. And we would just mess around. <laughs> Your so, dad's awesome. This is what you guys did for family time. This is awesome. Yeah. Man. Like we used to have this thing called asshole night <laughs> where looking back, my parents were probably just drinking, being like, well, we got to keep the kids up till bed. And it was, you know, we it was a talent show, but no one really had talent. So like my dad <laughs> with like a cigarette in his mouth would pretend to like swallow a microphone like you'd go, <laughs> you know, but there's like videos of it. We would film it. My mom would sing Barry Manilow. My brother would break dance and I would like tell jokes. I would this like make awesome. up jokes or steal jokes. Yeah, it was called asshole night. So then, um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like four years old in feety pajamas being like, I love asshole night. <laughs> asshole night rocks. Yeah, I got to start that with my kids. Yeah, um, <laughs> everybody looks forward to asshole night. Yeah, it's politically correct nowadays. So we just call it like maybe like uh, fresh night. <laughs> just because last night I heard my son telling his Winnie the Pooh, he's like, cut the shit like daddy said. I'm like, oh, boy. So I got to watch what I said. No, ah, it's asshole night. We got to keep it alive. But so we were we were always doing um, prank calls and 
you know, the jerky boys, even in high school, college, I listened to them and I would I had a karaoke machine and I would just start prank calling like friends and stuff and people's moms. And um, so then when lockdown happened, I actually one of my friends was like, oh, I found this on my phone, a prank call we did a couple of months ago. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's actually kind of funny. Like, you know, I was like, maybe there's something there. And then I was playing some for a friend and he was like, these are good. Like, you should release these. And I was like, do people even like do prank calls anymore? And um, so everyone I was talking about, I think people are just tired of stand up. It's like so um, it's so in your face. Everyone is now stand up comic. There's stand up comedy everywhere. So I wanted to do something that was a little different. Plus, I was home. I mean, COVID hit. So from March to July, I was just like, uh, I was still getting telemarketing calls. And I was like, what the hell? Like, are these people still working? So I started messing with them. And a lot of it was like uh, telemarketers. So it's not like I'm just calling random people. Yeah. Um, so I think people can relate to it too. Cause you get a lot of calls. It's like, are you looking for cash for your business? It's like, yeah, sure. I want to sell drugs or like, I, I would just yeah. mess around <laughs> with them. But I had so much fun doing it. And uh, it's called the do not call list. And here's, I have physical copies. Yes. Look at They're, that. Um, yeah. So they, this is the first volume because I want to do more of them. It was just so much fun. And um, it was, it, it's nice to do a passion project with no strings attached and no expectations. So I just started recording like, all right, once a week I'll go in my basement and, you know, call these telemarketers back. Oh, you call them back. Okay, I got you. So I, I, or, I wasn't sure how it worked. If you're like, if the phone rings, you look and then all of a sudden on the spot, decide what character you're going to be, how you're going to handle it. But if you call it them back. It was kind of both. It was kind of both. So like I, I would say in March and April, I was like going nuts. I couldn't perform anywhere. Everything was on lockdown. Um, so I started, you know, uh, I would go and call the numbers back. And a lot of the times they weren't picking up. Or it's like, this is not a valid line. Like they just give you like these weird burner lines. So then I was like, all right. So I, I had all my gear hooked up and I would just leave it there. And then if they called out quick, turn everything on and just record it and be right, like, hey, right. what's it? And um, so you don't really know what they're going to be asking you when you know. Like, like, yeah. A lot of the times, I mean, some of these people, they're just following a script. So I wanted to. I, I really just wanted to be candid with my personality. So like if I was having a real bad day, I would be aggressive. So if they were like, are you looking for money? I was like, no, I'm looking to bang your wife. <laughs> like, like I, I, there was times where I was just annoyed. And then there was times where like I was in a good mood and like I would sing to them and they would sing back to me. Like it, <laughs> the amount of like, uh, it's fun. Did you get them to break character? Like if you're so if you're mad at somebody, you say, uh, you know, fuck you and your wife or whatever. Do they <laughs> snap out of it and out of their nice, you know, descriptive? Go, hey, man, fuck you. Or how does it? Uh, how do yeah, I have a few people hang up on me. Um, I. It's funny because I think also a lot of companies, I mean, I feel bad that I did it during a pandemic because a lot of places were calling just to get business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's what they get, though. They shouldn't be. Yeah. Cold calling like that. Yeah, I say it's like fun solicited. You know, they were right. unsolicited and I had fun with them. Right. But a lot <laughs> of them, I also tried to only stick with um, really large corporations. 
So like they're getting my, like like um, Best Buy and Petco and uh, I called um, like a gym, one of the largest gyms in the country. I forget. I think it was like Planet Fitness. Right. And I I just said I wanted a membership because I have uh, IBS and I want to use their bathrooms all over the city. <laughs> <laughs> like I called a um, like uh, and then, you know, you get a lot of ads on social media like I'm a photographer, like, let me take your photos. So like I would message them and be like, uh, me and my wife are expecting a kid. We're doing a home birth and I want a DJ and a photographer there. I was like, I want house music for when my son's born because I'm Italian. <laughs> and they were like, oh, dude, bro, we don't do that. And I was like, you, you said all events. This is a big event. This is a big event. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was good. I And the thing that's funny is like kind of looking at the Jerky Boys, like there were different characters. And like that's something that I had to like build organically because I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. Um, so like the one I play like an old guy and uh, I call a uh, technology company and I'm like, my son got me a smartphone, but I don't know. I don't know if he got me a data plan or a data plan. <laughs> and they're like, sir, it is um, the same thing. I'm like, I don't trust you, damn it. Like I, I just started. I slipped right into the old guy and I was right. like, oh, all right, cool. I'll be this guy. Right, right. Like I kind of. <laughs> You know, sometimes I had an idea or I would like, you know, there were some ones that ended up on the cutting room floor that, you know, th they were funny, but maybe didn't really go good. Or uh, what I found is because it was covid, so many companies were so eager to be helpful. <laughs> so, so you started to feel sorry for them. Yeah. I mean, I had this one guy um, I called a comic book shop and uh, they since gone out of business. So I feel bad. <laughs> but I was like, do you have any pictures of Gal Gadot? And he looked for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and I, I told my wife, I was like, I feel like I need to go buy it. And that's why my favorite call, because I never said her name the right way. Right. <laughs> and he refused. He refused to like bring it up. Like he was like, oh, I can help you. And I'd be like, and what's her name again? Wonder Woman. He's like, Gal Gadot. And I go, get the cow. <laughs> and he'd be like, uh, I, Gal Gadot. And I go, yeah, that's how I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, so I would just mess with them. Um, do you let yeah, them off I the hook? Petco. Sometimes they just hang up. So, so you don't have time to say, hey, it was just like, do you let them off the hook? You, you, no, no, no I never. So, so, like so, I, I called a um, a place that does Brazilian waxes in Philadelphia. And I asked him because I'm Italian, I want to get my sausage and peppers waxed and I want them to use the cheese whiz. I said, I want to wax wit Philly style. Uh, wax wit whiz. Yeah. And she she like flipped out and hung up. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, like today's political climate. I'm like, was that sexual harassment? Like I'm asking her, to like, you know, wax my butthole with a uh, cheese whiz. I'm like, ah, whatever. Uh, have you gotten any any backlash? Any do they call you back, or has has there been any, uh, you know, retaliation? It, the telemarketers, yeah, my phone blows up all day. That's why, like during this interview, I'm like, let me. My phone went off five times, and I'm like, let me turn it off. And it's always like Alaska, Florida. It's always crazy numbers. Um, it's comedy gold. And, and like, yeah, the the thing that's uh, funny but kind of frustrating is, so I. 
it was the the way it all started was a couple of years ago. I kept getting calls for cash for your business, like just a telemarketers, you know, from all over the country. It's the same company, so it was the same script. And I put a bunch of them in here because those are the ones where every day I would I would react differently. They're the ones who, from the beginning, I was like, look, honestly, uh, my dad owned the business and he's dead. Like, I just tried to have them stop calling me. Right. And then they were like, they're like, well, do you need money for funerals? And I was like, oh, like these guys are just ruthless. Yeah, they still call me. I They're on the album like three times, maybe. <laughs> and they call me twice a day. Damn. Yeah. So that's the only backlash is having to deal with that company. Yeah, because they're gonna they they know they got you know you're gonna answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I um I'm gonna put them on the next one. I don't care. I mean, at least it, it kind of gives me some satisfaction because you get all these telemarketing calls and there's no way to you know save yourself emotionally. And now I feel like I have a little payback. <laughs> and I, like when you talk about the Jerky Boys, I I obviously remember the Jerky Boys too. I remember before they actually had a, a an actual album, the people used to just pass around these cassette tapes, you know, almost like blend tapes, like on the street. Yeah. Back in the good old days before social media, this is how you did it. You exchanged tapes. And um, it was the first time I ever heard prank calls done that way and that good. And uh, they had, you know, I'll put a racket bench. Or he's like, you know, uh, hey, let me tell you something. You have a nephew or uh, that, that you work with or anything like that. Anybody I got to worry about? He's like, no. He's like, <laughs> all right, I start, I start work tomorrow. All that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Frank there's some Rizzo. yeah, Frank Rizzo. So it, it's uh, it's classics, and um, you know, you, you think like you said that the uh, the art of prank calls, you know, um, may be extinct just because of of uh, the technology today, because you know people can find out who you are relatively easy. Yeah. But so I'm glad to see you know you carrying the torch and uh, <laughs> and putting out this this album uh, and with characters and kind of in the style and in uh, you know in the spirit of what the Jerky Boys did. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's yeah, what's kind of cool. I want to see what people think of the different characters too, because I mean I would say the majority is just me, like talking like this to people, just asking them outrageous things. But I do have some of my characters sprinkled in there that just came out naturally. So it would be interesting to be like, oh, I like like that woman or that old guy or, you know. Right. Um, hey, yeah, you, that'd be you could be you could be the next wave of that. People could start, you know, passing around uh, your stuff and that uh, and you could, you know, rekindle that whole thing. Because I don't think there's been, um, you know, other than crank anchors or something like that. Yeah. There hasn't been uh, like the prank, the art of prank calling. You know, it's kind of a been a yeah. uh, a dying breed. So I'm glad to see you, you're bringing it back and effectively too, man. I listen to some of it online. Uh, you know, you got like a, a bunch of little quick clips of it. So that's good stuff, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, my YouTube page, I put like a two minute sampler um, because I, I'm like, do people even know what prank calls are? And like you said, crank anchors. Um, that probably came out like 20 years ago, and I loved it. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of like a lot of huge comics like Tracy Morgan was on it. Um, there's a lot of big names on it. And um, I feel like just people aren't really into prank calls, but there's such a big cult following like the people that love it, really love it. And it's kind of, you know, I'm getting older. I have kids. Maybe I'm just sentimental. I'm like this is kind of for my dad. Right. You yeah. Know, like, asshole night. Yeah. Asshole night. Yeah. <laughs> so like I played him some. And like he was just dying. He's like, oh, these are great. These are fun. 
And my mom was like, you're making fun of me in this one. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I call um, edible arrangements and I was like, my mom's old school Italian. She's Catholic. You know, can I get a, a bouquet of garlic knots and cigarettes? And they were like, no, sir, we don't do that. And I was like, all right, what about uh, cigarettes? Yeah, she's a smoker. She loves garlic knots. Can we get that in a bouquet? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, she loves cats. I was like, can I get a like a, a flower arrangement, but with cat hair? They were like, sir, we don't. It's food. And I was like, all right. Yeah. So look, she's a she loves Barry Manilow. Can we get something where, you know, it looks like a, a fountain drink from a gas station? And when she opens the lid, it plays Barry Manilow. They were like, sir, no. We, we don't have any of that, but they never I just kept asking them for outrageous things. And they were like, no, no. <laughs> That's So when you get an idea like for a premise, do you like go straight to the phone or do you kind of just write it down and wait for like the day you're going to uh, record these? Uh, what well, first it was like it, I kind of just had random notes written like, I mean, I have my phone here. I could kind of like because I'm also looking at like, oh, well, what do I want to do next time? And a lot of it was like I just had notes called like prank calls. So like there's a bus company that went out of business in my town and it was the bus I used to take to Manhattan every day. It's called Decamp Bus. Um, I wanted to call them, but they went out of business and just say, I left a kitten on the bus and I need you to take care of it. Like that's <laughs> the note I wrote. So I would have just called them and been like, hey, guys. So I rode the bus today. Uh, long story short, I, I accidentally my cat. I was going to the vet, got out. It's somewhere on the bus. If you could just help me out, that, you know, <laughs> that'd be something nice. And then I kind of like I just write a sentence and then I kind of feed off their energy. Right. Yeah. They just roll with it and then how they react or, and all of that. Yeah. So like it's just stuff like that. Um I, yeah, I don't have any others that are like, I was going to call like a restaurant and every time instead of saying mashed potatoes, I was going to say like mish potatoes. Like, that's just stupid. It's like, um, how do you guys do your mish potatoes? And just see if they noticed. Uh, that's great. <laughs> um, but, you know, those are like just some of the doofy ideas I write down. And then because um, it's almost like stand up where you you get that gratification right away so you either know it works or not so like the very first call i did was hysterical and it actually is the first track and that at the end i kept on where she slams the phone down she gets pissed she slams the phone down and i just go oh my god that was great this is so much fun and I'm like giggling and I kept it on the album because that's that's really what kind of sparked it, because you never know what you're going to get. And it's kind of like doing stand up where, you know, you just kind of throw something out there when it hits, it hits and it's it's awesome. That's awesome, man. I, I, I love what you're doing, man, for everything from uh, the little fat kid that could all the way to what you're doing now today with the uh, the prank call record. Um, just tell everybody real quick where they could find you, where they can get the album and. Um, if Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my name's Mike. The song My Sharona. I know. I get it. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, you can go to MikeSalonaComedy.com. 
and that kind of has everything. Um, I have a YouTube page. Um, I have a web series I put out called Marketing Mike. And that's really fun because I do a lot of stuff for networks and marketing and writing. So it, I kind of make fun of things like the whole Starbucks Christmas cup debacle. Right. I'm like, if you want to put two gay guys going down each other on it, I don't care. Like <laughs> make your market, man. Um, so it's stuff like that. Just marketing tips for large corporations and they're zany, but they're fun, but it's called marketing. Mike, um, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, it's at Manny Cots, like the name Manny Cots. <laughs> it makes <All> no right. <laughs> sense, but if you say it fast, it's Manny Cot. Like oh, Manny Cot. Yeah, Manny yeah, yeah, Hello. Go. <laughs> Everything goes back to Italians and food. The Bible, Rocky, prank calls, and Menicot. There you um, go. And Calzones. <laughs> yeah, and Calzones. And uh, I just started TikTok, which is fun. And um, yeah, I'm all over the place, but really the best place to go is mikesalonacomedy.com because that has, uh, it's the portal for everything. And when, you know, everything opens up, it will have my dates. There's merch on there and uh, I'm getting some shirts and fun stuff made. But what's cool is this is a physical CD because, you know, I grew up listening to physical copies of uh, prank calls. If people buy them off my website, I'm donating uh parts of the proceeds to uh, charities. So the first charity that I'm working with is for CHD and it's uh, children with uh, congenital or cognital, I forget what it's called, heart defects. Um, so nice. it's it's comedy for a good cause. And um, you can also stream it and buy it on iTunes, you know, all those other places, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, everywhere else. So uh, just enjoy it and tell your friends about it. Cause that's, it's fun. Share it. Very cool. Thanks Mike for taking the time to talk to us, man. Awesome dude. Very funny guy. Mike Salona, everyone. Thank you. Now I have your phone number. I got to prank it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>